Hey there, fellow foodies. This is Ann Campia with Girl vs. Food, and my co-host tonight is... Everybody, it's Ryan again. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for joining me. Sure, no problem. And we're here to bring you our review of MasterChef Season 4, Episodes 9 and 10. Now, we're well into the season, and tonight we actually had two separate episodes instead of one very long one, uh, which started off with what is typical for MasterChef in a mystery box challenge. Now, Ryan, um, what did you think when they lifted up those boxes? Uh, it looked like a scene from an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> it was just all random stuff from different parts of the world, and a lot of the contestants didn't even know what half of the stuff was, especially the can of eels. Is it, is it worms? Is it, you know, what, what the heck is this? So it was interesting to see all the reactions to all the different ingredients. Yeah, totally. And I was just thinking, oh, are they going to get some sort of map or something that they could decipher all of the different languages that were on the uh, different ingredients with? Um, the one that freaked me out the most was, I think, that Chinese ingredient that looked like human hair. I just wasn't <laughs> sure what the heck that was. And, you know, even the even the master chefs were like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good basket, I think. I think um, with all the ethnic ingredients, all of them were unfamiliar with a uh, majority of what was under, under there. And um, it was an interesting test to see, you know, what they would do with ingredients they've never cooked before. Um, Brian... Out of all of the dishes or that you saw, were there any that stood out to you that you thought, okay, well, this is Master Chef quality? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as looks go, I know he didn't get cho- uh, chosen for the top three, but Lynn's dish looked the best, um, the prettiest to me with the colors and everything. He made the the elk tartare, um, but as far as wanting to eat it and taste according to the judges, it was Eddie's dish. Um, simple, just, you know, grilling up the, the meat. And then uh, he wasn't sure what kind of meat it was. He said it, it tasted gamey. So um, he grilled it. He pounded it thin and then grilled it. And then did like a, like a sweep with the uh, Japanese sweet potato, kind of a, a puree of it. Um, his look, it was probably a safer dish. But they were saying that the balance between the, the flavors and the seasoning, everything was really good and the plating was good. So I think I think he was the top dish for, for the Mystery Box Challenge. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in the end, I think I would have eaten Eddie's dish, but when it comes down to it, this mystery box challenge, not knowing what the ingredients were, it you basically had to decide, do you want to be very creative and adventurous and try something new, or do you want to just stick to the basics and do what Eddie did and kind of play it safe, but know that you are co- going to cook a well-rounded dish? Um yeah, I would have ate his, but Jordan's, to me, looked the best. It was the most creative. And also, he took a risk. You know, I think Jordan, to me, seemed like the most familiar with the ingredients. But to make a salad, I, I wasn't too sure about that. But it seemed to fly with uh, the judges. So, um, But we did see uh, Beamy, Jordan, and Eddie do really well in this competition. And then... Eddie actually won the competition, thank goodness, because I've been waiting for this guy to shine, um, our ex-NFL player who does not break under pressure, and he finally did really well this competition. I'm happy to see that he won. Um, what were some of the advantages he got, Ryan? Uh, for the advantages, um, it's similar to a couple episodes we've seen already. Um, they took him into the MasterChef uh, pantry, um, and then he got to choose uh, out of three uh, pasta styles, um, 
for the other chefs to cook. Um, one, the one that he picked was one that Joe showed. I'm, I'm horrible at Italian, so I'm not even going to try to say it. But <laughs> um, it was the one that took the most skill, I guess, to prepare. Um, do you remember the name of it, and by chance? Yeah, yeah, it was Angelote okay. or Angelote. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, <All right>. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was supposed to supposed to be on a difficulty level, the the hardest to make. Um, I, I would have totally took the strategy that Eddie took and did the same thing. Um, and we saw a special guest, which everybody was shocked to see walk into MasterChef Kitchen. Uh, Ryan, did you were you as shocked to see Lydia Bastianich, Joe's mama, walk in? Uh, if I wouldn't have watched last week, I would have been surprised, but it, <laughs> since I knew what it was already. Um, but, but it was cool to see the, everyone's reaction, especially Chrissy's reaction. Because of someone that she says she's been watching for a long time and following, and since she's an Italian, you know, Italian cook, so it was cool to see her reaction and everyone's. And then it was it was, it was interesting to see her and Joe kind of interact and, and stuff. So it was a cool it was a cool guest for them to have for this week. Yeah, finally somebody to put Joe in his place, none other than the mama. Um, <laughs> you know, I looked this woman up because unfortunately for me, I am not that you know in depth with the the chefs of the world and this woman is amazing let me tell you she is a world-renowned chef she's been inducted to the culinary hall of fame she's has multiple cookbooks out she's an emmy award winner she has multiple pbs shows that have been you know uh recognized and just an all-around amazing amazing italian chef and now we know where joe gets his talents from it's from his mama and who I just couldn't think of a better person to do a demo for the for the for this elimination challenge than Joe's mom. It was very prestigious to have her there. And unfortunately, two of our people did not get to see the demo, um, Lynn, as well as James. And that was all due to Eddie choosing them to sit out from the demo which I think in the end ended up hurting them. What did you think of Eddie's strategy there, Ryan? Um, it was smart. Uh, he took out the people that needed to see the actual technique involved with making that dish. So it was smart because also he said, you know, Lynn and James are, are you know, pretty good chefs and they've, they've done good in, com- in, in the uh, different competitions this season so far. So it was smart to put them out so they weren't able to take advantage of the lesson from Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you would have thought that uh, Lynn and James would have been screwed, but it turns out that somebody royally screwed themselves in this challenge. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. But the people who shined in this challenge, Jesse and Chrissy, no surprise to me. What about to you? No, they're they're, uh, the top, you know, I forget how many exactly are left now, but they're in the top four or five that are left in the competition, so... Well, they're they're either in the top three or in the, you know the upper echelon so far of the contestants. I agree. I wouldn't have expected anything less, at least from Chrissy, who is our yeah. home cook Italian expert, um, and also mm. very big fan of Lydia. Um, so they pretty much pulled off dishes that looked almost identical to what Lydia made, and like the judges said, the taste was was on par. So let's talk a little bit about Mr. Howard. And what happened in this competition? Um, I don't know who I, I would have sent home if that whole incident with Howard didn't happen. Um, but 
why don't you tell us? Why don't you break it down real quick? What happened with Howard? All right. Um, after watching the demo, which she did get to see, um, and and everyone in the you know got a good idea of what to do, um, he decided you know I, I live in San Diego. Uh, we don't really have pasta or Italian food here, so I need to I need to do it you know spruce it up my his style. So he put in bell peppers. Um, I think he said jalapenos, different spices. Um, and, I mean, he used the technique of making the pasta noodles, but then he completely changed the inside of it. And uh, when it came time to judging, uh, Joe was talking to him about how he needs to kind of follow directions, especially on a classic dish. Um, and he took it really personal and kind of talked back to Joe and said, you know, what do you expect? You want to have 15 of the same dishes up here? <laughs> now, if he, if he, if he would have made it, you know, a dish that was awesome, you know, you could have said that, but it wasn't awesome. He didn't follow directions, and they were saying it wasn't that good. So you can't you can't talk highly of you know. And he's been in the bottom before, and yeah. you know, I think one episode he's good with cupcakes, but the rest of the time he's been in the bottom, or they're telling him certain things. So it wasn't the right time. It, uh, definitely, it wasn't the right time tonight to kind of talk back and get the judges uh, mad at him. Yeah, and here's the thing that I have been questioning since the season started, and many people have. Fall into this. Um, why, at this point in the game, are you putting your own twist into these dishes? Especially when they bring in a world-renowned chef who demonstrates step by step what you have to do to win this competition. It was right in front of him. You just had to follow the recipe. I mean, okay, some people maybe made variations to the kind of meat they put in the grinder or maybe a little bit different in the sauce, but in the end, they're looking for a dish that's almost identical to what these uh, master chefs that they're bringing in are creating. I think that in this, in, at this point, when there's still so many people left, it's the wrong strategy to take. And for Howard, it was just completely wrong. If it tasted at least a, a little bit okay, then fine. Maybe they would have let him go because somebody would have done worse. But yeah. it just didn't work. And I, I just don't see why people are doing that at this point. Maybe save all of that creativity. Save all of that pizzazz for the end of the competition when you're down to maybe five people, four people, whatever. Um, right now, is just not... That wouldn't be my strategy. And we've seen it with Kathy. Now we see it with Howard. And you know what? I think... Now that I think of it, he probably would have went home regardless of, you know, him and Joe getting into it. And Joe really laid it out for him. He went off. And you know what? When you're going off on somebody who has 20 plus more years experience than you and saying all of this crap to Joe out of all the judges who does not like crap from people, then you know what? He probably deserved it in the end. And we see him go home and it's just bye-bye Howard at this point. I, I wasn't expecting him to go home this soon, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to argue with what the judge's decision was tonight. Um, do you agree? Yeah. I, I thought he should have went home earlier just because he hasn't really shown any. I mean, the one time he made the cupcakes, but the rest of the time, he's never really shown any – he's never been in the top, I don't think, and he's always been kind of at the bottom. He hasn't listened. Yes. So, um, 
he was probably the weakest chef left to me, so it, yeah. it makes sense that he would go at this time. And remember, he was our wonderful person that made the raw fish, the thing that should have disqualified him and sent yeah. him home a long time ago. So there it is. Howard, best of luck to you. We go into the second episode, which this week is actually a second episode, and it brings us to Paramount Studios here in beautiful Los Angeles. Um, they bring them to the set of Glee. I know there's a lot of Gleeks out there that were happy to see, um, you know, Master Chef and Glee come together for this episode. Uh, we have Chrissy and Jesse who do who did really well in the last competition, um, become team captains for this for this competition. Uh, Chrissy leading the red team and Jesse leading the blue team. And what was the competition that they had to get into, Ryan? Um, they had to make lunch for all the cast and crew um, of Glee. Um, and then uh, they had to make uh, three di- three dishes. It was uh, your your favorite fried chicken. Yes. Um, and then uh, a fish, which was salmon, and then a vegan lasagna. Um, but for the teams, they had uh, Jane Lynch come in and choose the teams. So the captains didn't get to pick their team. So they were worried about who she was going to pick for them. So it was interesting to see their little comments when she was making picks for them based on. Uh, she's beauty for uh, Jesse's team and beast for Christy, Chrissy's team. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think that that wasn't a pun on looks. I mm. think maybe they already Attitude. had that that uh, theme set up. But yeah, that was pretty neat. Also to have uh, Jane Lynch involved, which was, which to some of the competitors was you know celebrity shock to them because they they some of them actually watched Glee, which was cool. But um, yes, fried chicken. I was so happy that was on the menu. To me, that's one of the most technical dishes to make um, and to make perfectly. Again, you're cooking with chicken, so that's always scary. Um, and you have to get the insides nice and moist and juicy while the crust is nice and crispy and seasoned. And yeah, I just love that dish so much. So you know when they said they're making fried chicken that I was here watching it, mm-hmm. smiling and very excited for that. So let's get into the competition. It appeared to me when they started that Chrissy was doing so well in delegating the tasks to the group. It looked flawless. Everyone was working well together. All of the dishes were coming out on time. There seemed to be no problems. Um, Mm -hmm. But they end up losing. Why is that? (laughs) Yeah. It it pretty much, they... Well, one they both teams had the same one of the same problems. They didn't make enough chicken. I guess they didn't anticipate everyone picking fried chicken, which I can see because they probably thought there would be people picking, you know, a few of this, a few of that. So they both ran out of chicken, and then uh, it came to be known that some of the chicken that they cooked was raw. They showed the inside of it and stuff, so they had to bring it back. So there was quite a few dishes that went out that way that um, went out raw. But it turns out that the reason they lost was because of their fish, um, yeah. their salmon completely stunk. I think he said something like 54 people ate salmon and only two people liked their salmon. So it got completely blown out. Whereas their chicken did really good compared to the other teams. So um, she was mad that Beanie was going to mess up, but he actually did really good. And Jordan was the one that kind of messed up as far as cooking their part of the, the dish for their team. I know. Isn't that unfortunate? I mean, the whole time Chrissy is blaming Beanie and it turns out that he ended up getting them the 30 votes that they actually did get. Um, compared to the 90, 90 votes out of 127 votes that Jesse's team got, regardless of whether Jesse sliced her finger off or not. Ryan, did you see that part? Like, I was literally queasy watching that. 
it made me sick to my yeah. stomach seeing the blood gush out of her finger. I had to turn away. I what what'd you think? Yeah, she went ahead and she uh chopped part of her finger off in the oh, mandolin. Gross. Um which was uh yeah, it made me a little queasy also, especially when they you know, they showed her finger, it was cut and they put the little powder on it and then they showed the blood coming through and I'm like, Okay, let's that's enough, we're good. Yeah. And they had to send Gordon over to CSI style and look inside the, the mandolin and you know, her fingernail and part of her fingertip in there, and I'm just like, oh, God. I know. They don't need to show that. They could leave that to our imagination. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I was so, definitely dry heaving, too. <laughs> yeah. So, But but, but she uh, was able to come back into the, the competition in the last 20 minutes and, you know, help her t- finish her dishes and stuff, and uh, it turned out that their their stuff, even though the, with that problem and then the problem Lynn had with the fish skin um, cooking because he put too much of his soy sauce on it, um, they corrected the issue on the flat top, and it turned out that the fish was pretty much what won them the competition. So in the end, they, they actually pulled it off and won the, the competition. Yeah, and that makes, I think, three in a row for Jesse being the team leader and winning. So I actually thought Chrissy had a chance of ending that streak, but Jesse's on a roll, and she's definitely a very scary competitor at this point. Um, we find that Chrissy is just constantly blaming Beamy the whole time, thinking that the chicken, because they aren't producing the chicken fast enough, that's the reason why they lost. But it turns out when they looked at the votes that it actually wasn't the, the reason why. Um, but I, I actually got cut off when I was watching the episode. Ryan, what was Chrissy's advantage or did she have an advantage um, being on the uh, losing team? Uh, it was the same as like most of the time um, she got to, well, it was a little bit different. Um, she could pick and save as many people as she wants and leave two people to battle it out. Or she could pick as little as, I think it was just one person and everyone else would have to battle it out. So they just had everyone step up um, and then, you know, decide if they're going to stay or not. Um, so she went down the line and she ended up uh, saving Johnny. And the biggest surprise was saving Natasha I don't know why, but she made, she said, you know, sit, keep your enemies close kind of a thing. Strange. Uh, yeah, and then they were saying, you know, Beamy, you know, his chicken was, you know, really good and everything. And she's like, you know, what they asked her, what did you think he did? And she said he did a really good job. But she's like, you know, I, I just need him out of the competition. She, she didn't really give a reason, oh. which I think kind of might come back to bite her in the butt because she's a better cook than Beamy. So I'd rather have to face him in eliminations if it came to it instead of, like, Natasha or Johnny or somebody else. So mm-hmm. I think she kind of messed up. She should have maybe saved him and keep the weaker people in. Um, but then she went down, and then Jordan. She made Jordan stay in. And then she saved herself, which wasn't a surprise, but, you know, Jordan was like, she gave him hell for saving himself and, mm-hmm. and talking about how he's a little, be- you know, bitch and stuff. So, and then she did it to herself, and, and he was saying, you know, what a hypocrite, you know, she gave me all this crap and now she's doing it and she's like, well, I need to, my son would tell me to save myself, which he probably would, but it's like, you know, you gave this guy a bunch of crap and now you're doing the same thing, so, you know, don't expect to, you know, people don't like her and it's kind of, I can see why kind of now, she's kind of changing her tone and blaming a lot of people, so she's still a really good chef and um, I think she can go a long way, but yeah, she's kind of going back and forth on her you know, decisions and stuff. Yeah, I agree. This this episode made it difficult for me to to like her. I mean, especially in the last 15 minutes with this whole thing, um, her saving herself. You know, some would call her a hypocrite for that. Uh, 
I don't, yeah, I don't understand the strategy with saving Natasha at all, which I think you're right. It'll probably bite her in the butt. She'll probably have to face Natasha in some sort of elimination round. Um, and just the pure fact that when Beamy made a mistake, she was up there laughing and it wasn't laughing to be cute. It was laughing from pure evil. (laughs) She kind of reminded me of Ursula from Little Mermaid, her laugh. And it was just really mean at some point because the guy is trying and it's a, it's a common, you know, it's a mistake anyone could have made. It's not like he made the lemon meringue, which, excuse me, while we forgot to mention what they were making, but they were making a lemon meringue, um, without the lemons, which was the challenge. Um, but for him to accidentally put cream of tartar instead of, uh, you know, the, I forget what he was supposed to put in there, cornstarch. Uh, corn um, it's a mistake. Anyone could have done it. You know, you're under pressure. You're in a hurry. You pick something up, think it's the, what you're, the ingredient you're looking for, and maybe it's not. But she's up there, and she is laughing and not even trying to hide it. And she is not sorry at all. And part of me was like, that... Okay, it's a competition, but at some point, that's just rude and just not, you're just not humble anymore. You're, you're being a brat, I guess. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, so that was really hard for me to watch because I am a fan of Chrissy's. I know that she's a front runner. She can cook really well. She's proven herself every single episode. Um, I was just a little bit disappointed in her attitude, but I guess whatever you can argue with me because it is a competition and some people will not fault her for acting that way. Um, any highlights or any of the pies that looked really nasty or stood out to you? <laughs> well, most of them didn't, didn't turn out well. Um, Jordan's was the best. Even, even his, even though his was the best, they were saying his crust was a little underdone. Um, but his looked the best. The rest of them had all had problems. Uh, James, his saving grace was he, he, everyone did lime. Um, but he did blood orange and lime, so he tried to put two different, you know, a tart and a little sweet in there. And then the judges were, were saying that that's why he was saved, um, luckily. Because but B means you know it was a soup soup pie, basically. Yeah. Gordon poured it in a cocktail glasses mm-hmm. and they drank it. So I mean, luck. I mean, even if yours was horrible tasting, but as long as it came out finished, you're going to be saved. Once that you know they show B means and it's just like a you know puddle of goo. Yeah. So. But um, the rest of them did. None of them really turned out that well. So yeah, luckily, I don't understand. You know, isn't Bethy isn't Bethy a professional baker or not a professional? But isn't she a baker? That's her trademark. And I, I believe so. But she said she's never she never made one correctly. And he's like, you didn't, still haven't done it because it still had problems. I still so. I don't I just don't get it because I mean you should have been able to make at least the crust correctly. Yeah. You you probably have made a pie in your life if you're a baker. Um, yeah, I just wasn't sure about that. I know that Beamy royally messed up, and he, I don't argue with him going home, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, that's that's just something that has struck me with Bethy is she's showing a lot of weakness, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see her at the bottom again uh, sometime soon. Um, any thoughts on Beamy going home, Ryan? Uh, I mean, he, it was his time to go as far as tonight because of his mistake. Um, but he wasn't. He hasn't been that bad throughout the whole competition. He's he's done in the he's been in the top three a couple times. He did good on the chicken and tonight's challenge. Um, but yeah, and I'm with you as far as Chrissy. Kind of, I didn't I didn't understand why she hated him so much. I didn't really think he messed up. 
on her teams or like whatever the reason was before. So I didn't understand why she wanted him gone so much. I thought for sure she would have wanted Natasha gone or since they butt heads all the time. So I didn't get why she wanted him gone. So I, I, I kind of jumping off a little bit of her bandwagon as far as being a fan, just because that, that attitude, I don't, that's not, that's worse than what Natasha's done, you know, as far as, you know, when she was yelling at um, Beth last week for her um, saying her food was disgusting. I actually think what Chrissy did tonight was worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, agree. But um, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm glad he gets to go home and see his kids. I know yeah. he probably missed them a lot, so that's good. Yeah, Beamy, please keep cooking. You you inspired me as, you know, you were one of my picks to win the competition, so um, hopefully he stays in the industry. Uh, we get a glimpse at next week's episode. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited because I loved last season, and we get to see Christine come in. She is such an inspiration, and the challenge is going to be to cook with no sight, which makes perfect sense. Um, Christine can do it. They can do it. Um, she is amazing, and they have a lot to learn from her uh, being last season's winner. Um, and we see that they have to cook with, like, a pig's head or a hog head or something. That should be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So much more of the same uh, competition that we've seen in the past. We're finally kind of getting into the groove of the mystery box, into the elimination challenge, and so forth and so on. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Uh, any thoughts on next week's episode, Ryan? Um, uh, pretty much like what you said, I'm excited to see, you know, Christine, um, and, and having their blindfolded cooking, I, I'm sure they're going to spill a lot of stuff and, yeah. you know, probably mess up on certain things. And then, yeah, the mystery box is the, the boar's head or the pig's head. And I, and I saw them cooking some, some, uh, some bacon and some pig parts. So that's always good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Awesome. Well, until next week, uh, if we want to tweet with you, Ryan, where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, my handle is rymyers, M-Y-E-R-S 25. And I'm also on Twitter at Ann Campia, A-N-N-C-A-M-P-E-A. And go ahead and click subscribe if you want to follow the rest of these reviews. Um, We will continue to update you every week on our thoughts on each week's episode. Um, Chat with us. Let us know what you thought of tonight's episodes and who you think is going to win. Also, if you want just the audio version, go ahead and uh, search for Girl vs. Food on iTunes. You can find them there, download them, and listen to them on your way to work or whatever. So until then, Ryan, thanks so much for joining me. No problem. See you guys next week. And until next week, everybody, happy eating.